and welcome to the Own Your Imperfections podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, and some of you may know me as a respiratory therapist, mom of two, and wife to an amazing husband. However, I'm also an entrepreneur, fitness fanatic, confidence coach, and personal development enthusiast who is on her own personal growth and self-love journey. It's always been a dream of mine to create and build a safe community where we can get real, truly be your authentic self, learn to build confidence, and be supported in going after your goals. I've always had this visceral feeling I was meant for more. And I'm here to tell you, if you do too, what better way to start? Let's own our imperfections. What's up and welcome back. So today I wanted to dive in to the conversation about having a messy mind and trying to work through it. I myself, I'm ADHD. And so managing tasks and doing things, you know, come difficult as it is. And you throw being a mom in there and a wife and after school activities and trying to take care of myself. I feel like half the time my brain looks like spaghetti noodles, all shaken up with a little bit of marinara sauce all over the place. And then you got to add the cheese because, you know, there's some of my anxiety right there all over the place. My mind is always all over the place. And even with this podcast, I've been trying to make a layout because I feel like I'm all over the place. So I want to jump into our messy minds. Whether you're a parent or are just single and you are still having a hard time managing your time and your mind in itself, I just want to get out there like you're not alone. There are days where I feel like I don't want to get out of bed. I just want to sleep. All I want to do is relax. And honestly, my office is 10 feet away, not even very far. And I don't even want to get up and go to work because I know once I start, I clock in, get my kids up, my messy mind just starts to go all over again. And I was, you know, even on top of this right now, my daughter's in Girl Scouts and it's cookie season. And this is her first year as a Girl Scout. And holy crap, I didn't understand how crazy cookie season is. It's a doggy dog world out there. Like, The other day, I actually had somebody message me at eight o'clock at night and she was pregnant. And if you've ever been pregnant before, you understand pregnancy cravings. And she told me, I've been searching for a Girl Scout. You know, I need some cookies. And at first it turned into four boxes. And I was like, I can probably come meet you tomorrow. And then she ordered like another four boxes, which turned into 17 boxes And then I told her I would deliver them tonight. And then they added more boxes. And I ended up delivering this person 28 boxes of Girl Scout cookies at 8.30 at night. And the only reason I did it was because I knew she was pregnant and I understand those cravings. But at 8 o'clock at night, I'm already getting my kids down for bed, like winding them down. We've already had our dinner. We've had our family time. And we try to get our girls to bed by 8.30. And I didn't end up getting home till about 8.30. And just, you know, side tangent on that, when I left after dropping off those Girl Scout cookies, I felt so badass. Like I got in the car with a handful of cash for my daughter, rolled down my windows, was bumping to music, like cruising down the street, thought I was 
basically lack better words. Like I thought I was the shit. And then I realized like here I was a mom in my thirties bumping with Girl Scout cookies written all over my car. Like, Hey, if you want Girl Scout cookies, call me. And I had to check myself for a second, but it was hilarious. The things that you do for your kids. Anyways, Yvette, come back. Squirrel, come back. Dory, come back. I don't understand sometimes how I get through the day. I mean, I feel like I have so much going on. And I know there's a lot of you out there who relate to this. Like I said, whether you have children or not, whether you're a father, a mother, or you're just single, you know, whether you're living your life, sometimes you may feel like you're just overwhelmed. And I feel like that daily. And I feel, I, I feel like some people just need to know they're not alone. It's okay that you get overwhelmed. But there were some things that I was trying that kind of have helped. There are some things that I was, you know, implementing in our routine, which I kind of started a routine because I knew I needed it. But I'm going to be honest, there are some days I walk away and I just feel like a total failure. I feel like I've wasted half the day or I feel like I've cleaned the house for several hours and have gotten nowhere. It looks exactly the same because I move from one room to the next and my kids go from one room to the next and I've been just cleaned the living room and I come back 10 minutes later and it's a disaster. There's blocks everywhere, puzzles everywhere, goldfish everywhere, shoes, clothes, backpacks. And I'm like, what did you guys do? Like I had this house clean this morning. You walk through the door and it's like a tornado cruise through here. And I just feel like I go to bed at night and I think, oh, I got to get up and do it all over again. And my husband and I have been having these conversations where sometimes we just kind of leave the mess and realize that we've got some time that we need to spend with each other or some time that we need to spend by ourselves, or we just need to spend that time with our kids and stop focusing so much on the mess. Now, I'm not saying the mess doesn't drive me crazy and the mess probably drives some of you guys crazy. But sometimes you have to pick and choose your battles. You've got to prioritize. If my husband and I spent every single day cleaning our house, we would have no time for our children, for ourselves, for each other. And after, I don't know, almost 10 years of being together, don't get me wrong, like this is still something that's really hard. He's the one that cleans. I mean, he is a cleaning fanatic. I thank God for him. I don't know what I would do without him. I'm all over the place half the time. I mean, I'm lucky. I roll out of bed, clock into clock into work and get my kids up. My ADHD is just so crazy and out of control. And I try to, you know, do some things to level myself and, and get myself, you know, on track. And it's really hard. And it's also really hard when you have so many things that you're trying to navigate. So one of the things that I started doing was one, I had to stop being so hard on myself. I felt like I was a failure almost every day. And don't get me wrong. After this podcast, there'll be another day where I still feel like I'm a failure. As a matter of fact, I cried two nights ago in my room because my husband literally went to the store that day. I had sent him a list. Then my daughter had asked me for a couple of things. I forgot to send them to my husband. He comes home from the grocery store, unloads everything. And I'm like, did you get the fruit? Did you get cucumbers? Did you get, because my daughters, you know, they really like fruit and veggies. And he's like, no, no. 
And I just sat there and I literally almost had a nervous breakdown over some fruit and veggies. And he saw it in my face. He grabbed the keys and he walked out the door and he's like, I'll be back. Did we really need the fruits and veggies right then and there? No, I'm pretty sure I could have survived and my kids could have survived. But in that moment, like I took a second, went in my room and I kind of cried and was like, everything that I sent him on the list was the things that I needed. And then when the kids told me what they wanted, I had thought I sent him the list, but I didn't. And he even told me it wasn't on the list. And I was beating myself up because here was just one more thing that I forgot to do. And I felt horrible because all of my stuff was here. The things that I needed before he went to work for the week are here, but I forgot theirs. And in that moment, I just felt guilty and horrible. And I felt like a failure as a mom. And he comes back with another additional two bags of the things that we needed for the week. And, you know, life was okay again. And he told me, you know, don't worry about it. Like these things happen. I know you're overwhelmed. But sometimes you can't help it in that moment of just feeling like you failed. And that's happened to me numerous times. But then I also had to just give myself a little bit of grace and realize I'm human. I didn't intentionally mean to forget the things for my kids. You know, it was last minute. I had already sent a list and I just forgot. I've honestly forgotten my kid at school one day. Like a best friend of mine was like, hey, I'm rolling to go pick up the kids. And I'm like, it's it's not a half day. And she's like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not half day. They don't get out for like another hour. She goes, no, they get out. They're, they're out now. I'm like, holy crap, I forgot my kid. I guess you have the big ones and the little ones. Sometimes I remember my kid and sometimes I forget to pick her up from school. But I started just kind of prioritizing and making lists. And it helps me. Making a list helps me. I don't know if you can remember everything, you know, kudos to you. But I found that the older that I get and the more crazy that my ADHD is, I have to list everything out. I had to start telling myself that everything isn't going to get done when I want it done. As a woman, I think any woman can relate to this. Have you ever asked your husband or your significant other or, you know, somebody that you're involved with, hey, can you do this for me? When I say, hey, can you do this for me? And they turn around and say, yeah, I'll do it right now. I'm expecting them to get up and like do it right now. Two, three hours go by and they still haven't done it. And they're like, hey, I I said I would do it right now. And you're taking out the trash. It's because I'm impatient. And my ADHD brain is like, I needed this done. And my husband's trying to tell me, but I told you I would do it. But yeah, I wasn't done when I needed it done. And now I just feel like I'm overwhelmed. and I've got more things to add to my list. One thing I have to learn is to delegate. I have to be able to let that control go and give it to him. If he says he's going to do it and he hasn't done it and I'm still waiting around, it's the hardest thing to bring up because I don't want to start a fight, but I'm also sitting there like tapping my toe. Like, when are you going to do this? Cause I need this done. When in all reality, sometimes if you really do need it done, then I guess it's okay to have the conversation. But if it's something that can wait, what is bugging you so bad about it? I don't know why it bugs me so bad. I can't give you an answer on that. But I know that it's happened in our life. It's definitely happened more than once. So started making lists, started prioritizing things, 
and I started trying to delegate. It's hard. It's really hard. But if you're somebody that say you're a single mom or you're by yourself and it's hard to delegate. Okay. So do you have a friend you can call? Do you have a coworker? Say it's something that's overwhelming you at work. Do you have a coworker that you can call and say, Hey, need a little bit of help here. Like I'm kind of behind. I think as a mother too, it's really hard to ask for help. Delegating to somebody else that's not your child's father or immediate family. It can be really hard to ask for that help. But if it's something that you really need and it's going to save your mind from going crazy, why not just ask? I know personally that asking is really hard. I feel like I would rather watch myself struggle like I'm on the struggle bus a lot than to ask for help. And I hate that. I hate feeling that I I know that there are people out there that I can ask help. You know, I can call my parents. I can call some of my family. I'm very fortunate to have family close by. And I still struggle with asking for help. So. If that's something that you struggle with, maybe, you know, try allowing yourself to ask. Give yourself, you know, some grace in that, that you're, you can't do everything. You can't carry the weight of the world on your back. And a couple of my friends and I have talked about this before. It does. It takes a village to raise kids if you have kids and you have to be able to depend on each other and don't feel so bad because the mom that you're probably afraid of asking is probably afraid of asking you for help too, because they're going through that same thing. And you need to be able to voice to them like, Hey, I'm here to help you just as much as you're here to help me. We, you know, you got to be a team. And I rely on my significant other. Like I rely on my husband a lot for things. He really, really is super helpful. But I will say there are a couple of friends and family that They're my go-to now. I ask for help when I need it because sometimes to save my sanity, it's okay to ask. I started, I guess you could say I have been off and on trying to set achievable goals. You know, one of the questions I write for myself is, what do I want to accomplish tomorrow? And at the end of the night, if I didn't accomplish it, I put that on my list for the next day. Because realistically, I try to plan things out. And realistically, you can try and plan everything out. If you're like me, I keep a planner. I have like a cleaning planner. I have a regular planner. And I have a four-month calendar. No joke. And on my four-month calendar, I have everything laid out. I even called the school. Like today, I called the school and said, hey, okay, when is spring break? What days do they have off? What are, you know, no school days? I needed to know all of these things because I needed to be able to plan my life out. Having two jobs, kids, a husband, a lot trying to have a life, you know, it's a lot. So the more that I can visually see the things that I have planned out, it actually helps take away from that messy mind of mine and that anxiety. It helps me with not feeling overwhelmed that I just can't handle it. If I'm able to see it, plan it out, it's awesome. And it does take a lot off your mind. And if that's something that you find that maybe you can do, or you haven't done yet, try it, get a planner, try planning out your day. If you're a busy mom like me, and you've got, you know, kids in school activities, or you've got, you know, a second job, 
get the four month calendar and plan it all out. I can tell you it's very helpful. And then I bought this cleaning book on Amazon. It was like a $6 cleaning book and it gives you a whole layout of the week and things to touch on each day. And it'll tell you, you know, like daily this, daily that, once a week. And I found it really helpful when I didn't lose it. For like the first month and a half, I was using it and it was great. Monday, I would do laundry. Tuesday, I'd make sure all the dishes were put away. You know, Wednesdays was mopping day, sweeping and mopping. Like it was, it was great. But then my ADHD brain picked it up, put it somewhere and I haven't been able to find it. And that's one of the things that this podcast is so, like, I want you guys to know that I'm relatable and I'm real. I'm not going to tell you to pick up these tools and it's going to change your life. They're helpful, but when you lose them, they're not so helpful. And I'm actually in the process of trying to find that freaking book because it was really helpful and it helped me stay on track with my cleaning. And I can get so overwhelmed with my ADHD. My husband's really good about picking up. Like I can tell him people are coming over and he'll have the house picked up and it looks beautiful, you know, really nice and clean and he's picked up. But when I clean because of my ADHD, I I like deep clean. I'll pull everything out. I'll organize everything. So it helps when I had the book, which I'm looking for, but it helps because it helps me pinpoint certain things each day that I need to do to keep myself from not being so overwhelmed. So if you're looking for something like that, where it's a little task book, it literally lays everything out. It's on Amazon. I'd have to find the link so I could share it, but it's a great little book. And it basically just helps you stay on track of what you need to so that you're not feeling overwhelmed. I know a lot of friends that pick a day and that's their cleaning day, but then your whole day goes to waste. And I know sometimes I do that too. Like we'll have a cleaning day and after a couple of hours, we're like, ugh. I'm tired of gleaning. And sometimes when I can afford it, like I'll hire somebody to come and help me. But not everybody can realistically, like not everybody can just, you know, dish out money to have somebody come help them clean. And I know part of having a messy mind, it feels even more overwhelming when I'm disorganized and my house is a mess. And I'm really fortunate to have him because He is the one that will declutter everything and it's very helpful. But I was reading this article the other day and it talked about once a month, grabbing a trash bag, going around each room. And if you haven't touched those things, grab them and donate them. If it's something that's just been sitting there, if you're someone like me who has a messy mind, it just adds to your stress. It just adds to your anxiety. And it just adds to you feeling so overwhelmed. And I think I'm going to try that. I'll let you know how it goes, but I think I'm going to try that. You know, once a month, grabbing a trash bag and just getting rid of things. Almost like, you know, spring cleaning, winter cleaning, but once a month cleaning. And just Marie Kondo it, say thank you for, you know, helping us through the time that we needed you and getting rid of it. Who knows? It might benefit somebody else. I'd love to say, you know, plan your meals, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have tried that several times and I struggle with that. When I get to plan them, they work out pretty great, but then that next week rolls around and you're feeling overwhelmed and you haven't gotten to the store. So 
you know, sometimes you have to give yourself some grace there too. Keep it up. Keep trying. If you're somebody who plans meals and it works out for you, I'm so, you're so lucky because I'm trying and there's weeks that I have great weeks. We plan meals. And then there's weeks where it's like, listen, we're having beans and tortillas and pizza this week and cereal for dinner. And those weeks are good weeks too. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad mom or, you know, you're bad to yourself. If you have busy weeks, it's okay. One of the big things I think I struggle with is getting enough sleep. Because I have kids and I'm working and my husband works, let's be honest, we don't have very much time with each other. And by the end of the night, we're so exhausted that do we choose to spend a couple of hours together or do we choose to go to sleep? And some of the days we do spend some time together. We'll watch TV. My husband and I will watch a show. But then there's other nights like last night, we got the kids to bed and him and I were just exhausted and we were in bed by 930. And those days, oh my gosh, it felt so great to wake up this morning and know that I actually got a decent night's sleep. Those days are important. Those night sleeps are important, especially for recharging your mind. It's okay to have the conversation with your husband or your significant other and say, hey, like I know tonight's one of the nights that we usually sit down and watch our show or, you know, read a book or whatever you guys do. But I really feel like it's important that we recharge. You know, let's get some good rest. Because those days aren't bad days. Like they're actually really good for you and you need it. You need that sleep. One of the things that you can do is try and create a routine with your kids. For me, we have a pretty good morning routine and we have a pretty good evening routine, which we've gotten better at. And just like my little cleaning ADHD book, my daughter has ADHD. So I got her a book. And it really helps when she uses it and too doesn't lose it because let's face it, she's just like her mom. We lose things a lot with our ADHD, the attention deficit part. Like we lose, once we put something down, it's gone. I don't remember where the heck we put it. And she's just like that. But I had ordered her this book on Amazon as well, that she was able to every night check what she needs to do for school to packing her bag, getting her clothes ready in the morning, same thing, brushing her teeth. And when she uses that book, oh my gosh, her routine is great. We get to school on time, all of that. When we don't have that book, we're late, we're running behind, everything's a mess. So I find like it's important to to have these routines. And I'm not going to tell you that I'm perfect and we do this routine every night. But when we are on track with our routine, it really helps. And that's something that can help you too. If you feel like you're an all over the place person, maybe try start implementing a routine. Okay. So there's going to be days where you're not perfect. There's going to be days where you forget to fill it out. There's going to be days where you're not on it 100%, but that doesn't mean you give up, start all over again and do it. But it helps my daughter. You know, I noticed that she's more confident in getting ready in the mornings and because she has everything laid out. She knows where everything is. And also designate an area. You know, for us, it's our front closet and our little bench. When we walk in, we have this little ottoman and that's where we put everything either at night or in the morning. I know where to find them. Like we open the closet. My daughter's bags are there. 
the violin is there. They have shoes in there. And that's where they keep basically everything. So they'll pull it out and have it ready for the night before or on the way out. I open the door, grab the bags, throw the lunch bags in there, and we're out the door. You know, that's where they get grab their shoes, put them on. That's where we can throw some sweaters, put them on. And it's great to have an area where you designate say where you put your keys or where you put your purse. So that way, when you're walking out the door, you know, you're ready for the day because you know where everything's already laid out. One of the big things that I know I need to stop and I'm working on is distractions. Working from home. Yeah. Okay. So I have my cleaning list or there's things I want to do, but if you're like me and you work from home, it's really hard to stay focused in your office in front of your, you know, your work because you get distracted easily. Oh, great. I have the TV. I'll turn it on. Oh, great. I have my phone. Let's TikTok or scroll Facebook. You know, these things that are so easily distracting, I find that I have to literally put my phone down on the floor and I actually play some calming music because it helps my mind. Because I'm all over the place, I'll put on some meditation music and, you know, low while I'm doing my work. And that really helps. It helps me from getting distracted because when it's quiet, I want to pick up my phone and scroll. Or when I'm not doing my work, I want to get up and find something to do around the house. Designate the times for you to be focused and put away the distractions of if something's distracting you. I'm not going to say I'm perfect because I'm not. but When I do these things and I do put my phone away, because let's face it, everyone gets distracted by their phone. I mean, technology these days, iPads, phones, whatever it may be, those things are the hardest things because it's always with you. So if you could take a little bit of time to just decompress without it, you might get more done. And in doing that, it also helps with the messy mind. I find that, wow, I didn't have my phone for two hours. I was able to get work done or I was able to get work done around the house. It's actually been really nice because then I don't feel so attached to something where it's that instant, got to look, got to look, got to look. It's nice to get things done. So if you are able to kind of just stop the distractions for a little bit, spending time with your family, spending time with just yourself, if you need time to yourself, you know, Put the distractions away for a little bit and just hone in on what you need for that moment. And then if you're a mom like me or like my husband, he's a dad, the most important thing I think for a messy mind is taking time for yourself, really finding what works for you to give yourself some clarity throughout the day. For me, waking up and getting a workout in or at some point in the day, being able to get a workout in or journal. Like journaling is really great for me too, because it helps me release a lot of what's on my mind and on my chest. And I feel a lot lighter. Or when I work out, I feel like a lot of that anxiety is released as well. If that's something that you don't do, find what you love and what helps you kind of release everything that's going on in your messy mind just for five, 10 minutes, whatever you need. I'm super grateful that I have an amazing husband who will tell me, you know, go take some time for yourself, go shower or go work out if you need to, or do you need a journal? But if you're one of those moms where 
you're, you know, having a hard time being able to balance everything, or you feel like you're carrying the load all by yourself, what is one time during the day where you can take just five minutes? Girl, even if it's sitting on the potty with your little squatty potty and you're just hanging out there, take five minutes to breathe. Take five minutes for yourself. Put the phone down and just relax. Sometimes just getting in the shower and just taking some deep breaths, hot water relaxing you, doing cold water to just ooh, like open you up and just, oh, I love doing like a cold plunge in the shower. It's the best thing. I'll do like a really nice hot shower and then I'll turn the water all the way off for the hot water and put on the cold water and I'll, it's, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm not going to breathe for 10, 20 seconds. But the feeling I feel after I just have that cold water hit my body, it just resets me. I go into the shower to just calm myself. And then once I have that cold water turn on, the feeling of it, it's just a reset. And then my mind is like, whew, okay, back back to, to getting back on track. You know, find what helps you. So with this episode today, like I, like I said, I just wanted to let you know that as an ADHD mom, I feel guilty all the time. I doubt myself. I shame myself. I have self-esteem issues. I lack focus. I'm forgetful all the time. And I'm disorganized. I lose my crap so much and I'm foggy all the time. But you're not a failure. I'm not a failure for it. And you don't have to be ADHD to resonate with this episode. Like you don't have to. Because I know whether you're a parent or not, whether you're a mom or not, whether you're a dad or not, we all have those days where we feel like we have that messy mind. So have some grace for yourself. Have patience for yourself. Know that tomorrow's another day. And try to do some of the things that can help you manage throughout the day, whether it's making lists, delegating, taking time for yourself, planning meals, getting a journal, getting a four-month calendar like me. I mean, I literally have everything written out. Sometimes I have those days where it's, I'm super overwhelmed. I can't do this. And then there's some days where I'm like, I got this. I'm on top of it. And crap happens. Everything is not going to go according to plan. And with me, I'm a planner. Like I have to plan everything out. And there will be those days where life hits you in the face and everything that you had planned is now turned upside down. And the only thing you can do is just go with it. Run with it and start all over tomorrow. So I hope you got a lot out of this episode. The whole point of this episode is we're all going to have messy minds at one point in our life. It's how you choose to deal with them. I know I will probably always have a messy mind. But when I started understanding that I am just a messy-minded person, as one of my teachers called me in school, she called me Dory, because I would forget everything. Just know that you can't be so hard on yourself. It's going to happen. Nobody's perfect. Just get back up, try it again, and find what works. 
So I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I hope that you could relate. If you related to this episode or you know somebody that can relate to this episode, send it to them. I'd appreciate it if you'd show it, you know, send it or share it on Instagram or Facebook or just, you know, tag me in something, letting me know that you resonated with it. I know that all of us go through these things. And my main priority in this was to just let you know you're not alone. We're all a little messy and it's okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye.